Hello ladies and thank you for being here on my podcast. This is Aya Khalaf. I'm a holistic health coach and a detox specialist. I'm also the founder of Be Nourished, an initiative dedicated to improving the healths and lives of women and especially mothers. Today I wanted to um, talk about intermittent fasting from my own personal experience and also what it is and how you can do it and how it can help you become the best version of yourself. Um, so what is intermittent fasting to start with? Intermittent fasting means you're restricting the hours and the time of day that you're eating. It is as simple as that. There are many versions of intermittent fasting. The two most common ones are the 16-8, which means you eat for eight hours of the day and you fast during 16 hours. And you can include your sleeping period within that. So it's really easy to implement. Um, the other um, common way is to have two days a week. They call it the 5-2. You have two days a week where you eat only one meal that's under 500 calories and then you eat your normal meals and the other days and the idea of intermittent fasting is by allowing periods of time where your body is not eating anything it actually allows your insulin levels to go down your body to tap into the stored fat cells but it also reboots your immune system reduces inflammation improves health markers and heart and heart health and much more now I want to tell you how I got into intermittent fasting and how did it affect my life. So during a certain period of my life, I actually suffered from emotional eating. I actually had eating disorders for three years of my life. And this happened after having my first baby. I had gained a few pounds and in an attempt to try to lose them, I went on a completely zero carb diet. And even though it did work and I lost the extra weight, but when I ended the diet, I felt so deprived and I found myself suddenly just eating like crazy eating out of control and because I was so scared to lose what I've already done I found myself eating and throwing up eating and throwing up um, this was like the worst period of my life because I felt so out of control I was really the worst version of myself and it actually had nothing to do with weight I was never even overweight to start with but it had a lot to do with that feeling of being out of control of the food controlling me and of me really going for food to you know fix my emotions and I, I didn't like how that feels um, you know fast forward 10 years from there um, I've worked so much on myself and on my health and on my emotions but one thing that I've noticed that made a huge difference for me was intermittent fasting because it allowed me that period in the day where I'm not thinking about food and I think that is huge it is very different than saying you know let's go down on calories let's only eat fruits let's only eat nuts when you're fasting it's like you know we're done we need to find something else other than food to entertain ourselves and to make us feel good and I really appreciate that feeling I also found that intermittent fasting helps me um, maintain or lose weight without being too strict with my food during the day um, like when I start eating until late at night until like 9 or 10 before bedtime I find that I have to be like calculating my calories really watching out my carbs but when I stop eating at 7 I push my breakfast at 12 I just find that the amount of food I eat shrinks normally without me really putting so much effort and it really helps me um, you know, maintain the amount of food that I need to eat to be at my optimum weight without putting too much effort. Now, that's not even mentioning the other health benefits. Like, for example, I used to have a lot of joint pain that I see actually goes down with intermittent fasting. And I noticed that the most 
in Ramadan when we're doing the full fast I notice that my joint pain is completely gone my digestive system is so comfortable but another huge thing that I noticed is you know that you know mid-noon dip that you usually get when you're like eating normally like you just feel like you can't open your eyes when I'm fasting I actually don't get that dip I feel like my energy is pretty consistent throughout the day um, and that is also scientifically proven because when we are continuously eating and our bodies are depending on the continuous sources of glucose for energy when that source suddenly stops let's say you didn't eat for two or three hours then you know your source of energy is gone but when you get your body used to intermittent fasting what happens is your body becomes really good at tapping into your fat stores, burning fat for energy, and you know converting your fat into ketones and using that for energy. So when you stop eating for you know nine, eight, 10, 16 hours, you do not get that dip because your body has become really good at tapping into that energy source and making use of it. Um, and so I highly recommend intermittent fasting for people who are trying to lose weight, people who are trying to get over emotional eating problems and want to gain back control of their life. People who have, you know, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, and they just really want to reset their body and strengthen their immune system. Intermittent fasting would be actually a great introduction that is easy and pretty applicable as a lifestyle or as a long-term solution. We all have a version of ourselves that we really wish that we can be, you know, um, in this me to her transformation, I love how Abida kind of, you know, put down the the version of ourselves that we look up to and maybe sometimes it's actually a version that we see in someone else and we really wish like we can be that person and the reality is we can be anything we really believe in um i still remember like 10 years ago when i was so depressed i was you know binging and purging um i i really felt like really down i was at the bottom point in my life um, I remember that I still had that vision for myself. I still had that her that I really wanted to be, but I wasn't really acting towards it. I wasn't taking the action that's necessary for me to change the things that are not working for me. Um, I wanted to have control over my food. I wanted to have a good weight. I wanted to be fit and exercise. I wanted to have a business or you know something that I love in my life that I like to do. I wanted to be a better mom with my daughter. But I wasn't taking action and so nothing was really changing for me. And when we have a version of ourselves that we look up to and we, that we wish we we want to be there, you know, my strategy is this. I want you to pretend that you are already there. Like I don't want you to say, for example, you know, I... Um, I am an emotional eater, but I wish I had more control over my eating. Instead, I want you to say, you know what, starting today, I'm not going to be an emotional eater. I am going to be in control. I am going to define my food the way that I want it. And I'm going to tell you a secret. When I suffered from um, eating disorders, I went to this um, you know, therapist or counselor and I still, I only went to her like two to three times. And I still remember a few of the words that she told me. She said to me, do not label yourself as someone with an eating disorder. This is not your problem. You have no issues with food. Um, your problem is you are not in sync with yourself anymore. You're not doing anything for yourself that you love. You're using all your time to serve others and you're not spending any time on what really makes you feel good. 
And I want you to go out of my office today and tell yourself that you are not going to binge and purge again. And from this day, you're going to go out and you're going to look for things that you love to do for yourself that have nothing to do with your chores or your family or your, you know, your kids. And I want you to find your passion. And I went out of that office that day feeling so empowered and I've never binged and purged from that day. Um... And it's just that powerful that if you tell yourself that you are not that person anymore, you can really do it. If you tell yourself, you know what, I am going to be an active person. I am going to start working out three times a week. I am going like this is going to just take you, um, you know, a long way rather than telling yourself, you know, I'm a lazy person. I don't like working out. It's so hard to work out. You know, whatever we tell ourselves, we believe. I'll give you another example to make this easier for you to grasp. Let's say your child is really bad at math, like they really struggle with math. And so every time you see them, you you tell them, you know what, you're so bad at math. You just don't get this. It's so hard for you. Like you're really stupid when it comes to math. You know, your child is going to believe in that and he's going to get worse and worse in math because he's not going to have that confidence or belief in himself that he can do any better. But get that same child and let his mother tell him, you know, you are so smart, you are amazing, but I think we need to do a little bit more more work on your math so that you can excel in your math just like you excel in so many other things. Um, I really think that maybe you just need some support. Maybe you need me to help you out with the math. And she always pushes him and makes him believe that he can do this. He is smart. It's just that he needs to put extra work than others. This boy is going to excel in his math, even if he is actually not good at math, because he will have that belief in himself that he can do it. He just needs to put an extra effort. So I want you to use that same strategy with yourself. If you keep putting yourself down with words and telling yourself that you cannot do this, that you are not you know, committed, that you are not fit, you're always going to be setting yourself up for failure. But if you start believing in yourself, telling yourself that you can do it, even if you fail one time or two times or three times, you just keep at it, you're going to get to where you want and you're going to be the her that you want to see in yourself. Another point that I wanted to bring out is accountability and support are huge when it comes to making changes in our lives, whether it's with fitness goals, health goals, weight goals, business goals, personal level. And I think that people tend to need different levels of support. But from my experience, when you want to make drastic changes like those, finding someone to hold you accountable and support you is going to be a great tool for you to use. So don't try to do this alone. Like I highly recommend finding a coach, finding a group, finding a support group, finding a partner that will hold you accountable, that will ask you every week, what did you do? How did it make you feel? Um, And you know, really remind you and push you, but also support you and coach you when you have down times because you're not going to feel amazing every single week and you're not going to feel like you want to intermittent fast and run outside for an hour and go to the gym and eat healthy every single week. You're going to have weeks where you feel so down, where you just want to throw everything in the garbage. And in those weeks, having a you know accountability partner or coach is going to be your lifesaver and it's going to really help you, you know, flourish and continue long term. 
And so the kind of support that you get in a program like this with the Me To Her Challenge is actually absolutely worthless. You get amazing ladies around you that are following, you know, a similar journey and a similar path. You have these inspirational podcasts that you can hear every day so that every time when you feel down, you have something to lift you up. And here's a strategy that I'm going to give you if you struggle with starting. Let's say you have a goal of starting, you know, 20 minutes of exercise on the Me To Her challenge, but you're just not starting. Like every day you tell yourself, I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start, you know, the next week. I'm going to start, you know, um, when everything is cool and, you know, kids are back to school. And, you know, you have all these excuses and you never actually start. Um, here's a strategy that I want you to try out. Your brain will always have a million reasons why you should not start today or tomorrow or why you should quit because your brain loves to stay in the comfort zone even if you actually hate that comfort zone. But the question that I want you to ask yourself is, do you really want this to be the reason why you never achieve your dream? I feel like this is such a powerful question to ask yourself every time your brain gives you an excuse. So let's say you wanted to start your own business and then your brain tells you, yeah, but you're not free this week. You have to clean the house and you have to do the errands. You should just right away ask yourself this question. Do you want this to be the reason why you never achieved your dream? Do you want to ask yourself in five years, why did you not open that business that you really wanted? And then the answer would be, yeah, because I had a lot of cleaning and errands to do. You know, when you think of it this way, you, re you realize what the true cost of that excuse is. Um, and that makes you wonder, you know, is it really worth it? Can I really not fit in 20 minutes of exercise? You know, another way to do it is have like, um, you know, a journal or a cal calendar or something. And I want you to make a table of two columns. I want you to write in the first one, excuse that your brain gives you and i want you to write in the second column solution to overcome it and every time something happens and you find yourself kind of procrastinating and not doing it i want you to get this journal out and write it down and putting things on writing is so much more effective than just thinking it over in your head it's like going to the grocery store with a with a written list or trying to just remember what you need to do and here's what i want you to do i want you to always write down the excuse your brain gives you and then write down all the solutions that you can come up so let's say um, I want to exercise 20 minutes a day three times a week well the excuse that my brain gives me is I don't have time you know I have work and I have kids and I have cleaning and cooking write that down because you want to empty it from your brain you want to put it on paper you want to be able to see it and then ask yourself, do you want this to be the reason that you never worked out? And of course, absolutely not. So then you go to the column where the solution to overcome it is. And I want you to write down as clearly as possible all of your solutions. So it could be that I'm going to write down, well, uh, maybe if I organize my time better, uh, maybe I can do it on the weekend. Maybe um, I can fit it on the evenings from this time to this time. Maybe I can find someone to sit with the kids on Mondays and Thursdays. Like write down actual physical solutions that you can do so that you can fit the workout in your routine. And then sit down and look at them and see which one would actually work. Cross off the ones that are not going to work and choose which one would actually work. But put it on paper, visualize it and see it. 
99.9% of the excuses your brain will give you are not true. They are just a way to avoid discomfort. So instead of giving in every time your brain gives you an excuse, you want to give it a solution. You want to give it an answer. You want to bring up a strategy to overcome the excuse. And you will go back to committing to your plan and and embracing the discomfort. I hope this was useful for you and will help you out in your transformation to, you know, the best version of yourself. Thank you for being on my podcast and looking forward to, you know, continuing this journey with you.